All right, inappropriate Earl. Uh, we are back, back for more, and it's been a hot couple weeks. The two-part Tommy Morris episode has been blowing up the uh, internet. A lot of people wanted to get inside that person's head, and then uh, Red Band, his episode in between, was a killer. Jeremiah Watkins, one of the nice, nicest people in L.A. comedy, has been the last episode that's killing it. But today, you know, I don't get too excited about guests. I mean, every now and then I do, but uh, this girl and I are like, we're like best friends, but we don't know each other that well. Uh, and we have the same interests. You know, we both come from money. We're both, <laughs> we're both attractive people. And uh, it's a miracle we didn't date, but that's not why she's on the show. We're both obsessed with Vanderpump Rules. She's one of the funniest girls I know in this town. And I don't say that lightly. So uh, inappropriate our listeners. Put your hands together for the one, the only, Annabelle DeSisto. Hi. That was such a nice intro. Oh, my God. Well, I've always wanted you on the show, but, you know, I don't see you that much, so... I know. I'm very mysterious. You never see me because I'm always at home watching TV. And cats. And cats. So it's very... uh, You know, we're never... Although I consider you a dear, close friend, I never see you. I know. We have, like, a very intense connection whenever we do see each other which is very rarely though but we are soulmates when we do hang out i see you once every maybe two months and then uh you know yeah i'm like an eclipse like it's very rare that we get to see each other but when we do it's quite magical well what have you been up to what's going on in your comedy world because i really love your comedy you're a character thank you and i mean that in a complimentary way. No, I no, I love it. No, thank you. I am. I mean, I'm ridiculous. Uh, I mean, nothing's going on in my comedy. That's so sad to say. I was honestly trying to think of something, but that's how bad I am at improv. I was trying to think of something impressive to say to you. No, I don't want... Listen, that's what this show's about, honesty. You know, I you don't have a website. No, I bought one on GoDaddy like six years ago or something after seeing a Super Bowl commercial, but I never set it up. So, okay. So I do have the domain name, but nothing is on there. Uh, well, I am the same way. If you go on EarlSkakel.com, you, uh, some gay guy has a beauty advice blog. <laughs> and I don't think his name's Earl Skakel. So someone is squatting on my website. So, so when I went to go online to look up stuff on you, because I like to be prepared. Um, there was a Facebook page, obviously. Yes. With your <laughs> That's my only website. And Twitter. And my Twitter, which I've been locked out of for like a year because I don't remember the password. And the only other thing was an article on your appearance on the Jersey Shore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's bump into that. I know the show's not because it's going to lead into our obsession with Vanderpump Rules. You were... Uh, one of the uh, many ladies uh, to enter into the Jersey Shore house with the great situation. Uh, yes. And I think I want to know, because I watch that show religiously. Uh, I see Ronnie walking around Equinox like a Are lost. Are you serious? Yeah, he's like a lost mule. He just, <laughs> he looks like he's been lobotomized and he just, he's still got his affliction shirts on and great body. Uh, but, I think people wonder, how real was that? Was that a setup scene where you got kicked out of his bedroom? No, that was 1,000% real and the most 
terrifying moment of my life. But what they edited out was that it lasted for like an hour of him, like roid raging in my face, screaming at me. But they only edited it down to like three minutes where it looked like I was trying to sleep with him. Like, cause I was at the door just sitting like in the door of the room being like, can I just have my shoes back? But it looked like I kept trying to go back into the room and he was yelling at me to get the fuck out. And so it, it was, it was so awful. He was, he's truly the most disgusting person I've ever met. And the most disgusting things he said to me weren't on camera. They weren't being filmed. Like what? Like, cause you know, I'm a big reality show junkie. I love those types of shows. And I watched them purely to go, wow, my life's not that bad. <laughs> so what is a guy like the situation whispering in your air off air? Uh, when I first met him, because the producers just came up to us uh, in the club and they're like, hey, here are some passes. You guys are the only ones who are allowed to go up to them. Uh, why don't you go up to them and just say something, to, say something to the guys? And like, I was a big fan of the show because I want to make it known that I was on the season where it was still hot, where it was still a big deal, like on season two, like not season six. Huge show. Yeah. So I was I caught it in like the prime before it jumped the shark. Um, so this producers saw us in a club uh, and they wanted us to go up to the guys. And like, I was like, I'm only a fan of the girls. I could give a shit about the guys. I just want to say hi to Jay Wow and like, thank her for turning me onto this tanning product. And they're like, no, 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 go up to the guys and like grab their dicks or something. Like, that's what the producer said to me. I'm like, um, I'm not much of like of a dick grabber. I'm not one to go up to guys at all, let alone go up and like grab their dicks is uh, like nice to meet you. Um, but right then they got like kicked out of the club and Vinny and Polly came up to us and they're like, Hey, we want to invite you girls back to the, back to the uh, house and the girls want to hang out with you. And I was like, okay. Um, and my friend looks at me and she's like, we're going. And my best friend, Lindsay, I've gone to so many houses with her for her to hook up with guys. And I just go, cause I'm afraid she's going to get like murdered. So that's why I went. Cause like Lindsay was like, we're absolutely going. I'm going to hook up with Polly. So I went with her because I was afraid she was going to get murdered, which is stupid because I they can't murder her on like an MTV show. But I went anyway. Um, and so before we went into the house, it's not being filmed because they're like still setting up the cameras and everything. And situations like, hey, nice to meet you. You swallow. And I was like, uh, no, do you? And he's like, oh, she got jokes. This girl got jokes. But seriously, do you? And I'm like. No, I, I seriously don't. And then he took his hand and like put it right up my dress. And he's like, are you wearing underwear? And I slapped it away. Like this is all in like 10 seconds of meeting someone. It I was just like, uh, I, like I went into shock. Like I've never had somebody act like that towards me, let alone somebody I've seen on TV who's such a ridiculous person where he's not even like real. And so I told him like, listen, I don't drink or hook up with anybody. I don't know how many like skank passes you guys have for this house, but like, do not waste it on me. Like there are tons of like skankier, hotter girls in this club. I will help you find one of those girls. Do not waste like your one pass on me. I don't know how many you guys get. And he's like, no, no, I'm not like, I'm not that type of guy. I don't even want to hook up with you. And I was like, great. But the entire time and like the cab ride home, like he kept trying to touch me and put his hands on me. And I just like kept putting them back on him. Like when children right. touch you and you just like put their hands back on their body, like, nope. Um, and he kept just, he just kept doing that. I was like, this is, is going to be a date rape situation. We're not going to do this. Uh, so we get to the house and none of the girls are there. It's just the situation, Polly and me and my best friend. And we have to go into their room because we weren't allowed in any other place in the house. They're like, you guys just hang out in this room. And they're the tiniest beds. Like they are like child size, like race car sized beds. So 
you barely fit onto them. So you have to be super close to whoever you're on the bed with. And he left, like he left me in the room for like an hour. So we were just talking to Polly and I was just like talking his ear off because I could tell he wanted to hook up with my friend, but I like didn't know what to do. So we we're just like sitting there talking. Um, and I was wearing a very tiny dress and I was afraid, you know, when you watch reality TV or any TV and they have to blur girls like boobs out right. or like their crotch because stuff is showing. I didn't want to be like one of those girls they have to blur out. So I got under, like I got under the covers and right then he like ran in the room and jumped under the covers with me and my friend and Polly start hooking up. And so me and him are under the covers, just staring at each other, fully clothed. And I have no idea what to say to him. So I'm like, oh, um, so I, I think you drive like a Range Rover Sport. I saw in a magazine once. Um, I drive that too. The turning radius on that is crazy, right? Range Rover Sports. And he's like, can you just shut the fuck up and blow me? And he's being serious. And he's being completely serious, which I thought that was hilarious. Um, and I was like, ah, no, I, I, I told you this before and now we're, I'm going to have to repeat myself again. Um, I told you that this isn't going to happen. Um, that's why I tried to tell you back at the club and on the whole right on the whole cab right over. Um, but you could probably still go get one of those girls. The club's still open. And right then he like kicks off the comforter, like the comforter. And he's like, get the fuck out of my room. Get the fuck out of my room. You're a fucking lying whore. Get the fuck out of my room. And just starts screaming at me and calling me a whore, which is like ironic because I wouldn't let him touch me. Uh, but it was awful. Like it was the most terrifying moment of my life. I mean, you were the furthest thing from a whore. I mean, I my makeup is very whorish, which is the look I do go for. So I was like trying to remain really calm because I didn't I didn't want to be on camera. Like because it was it was the last night that they were in town filming. So the production crew told us that they're like, listen, we just have to mic you because it's like policy. But we already have all the filming done. We're not going to air any of this. Like we can't air any of this. Like you're not 21. We gave you this waiver. And I was like, okay. I didn't think anything of it. They also take your phone and your purse and everything from you. So you don't have anything. And so he's screaming at me and freaking out. So I'm trying to remain really calm. So I don't want to get dramatic and have a problem. Like I realize where you'd be upset. I get how it looks, you know, coming back late at night, wearing a lot of makeup and wearing a very provocative dress. I understand where you would be upset. But in my defense, I did tell you, I was trying to like remain calm and like really talk it out with him, which I don't know why I thought I could get Dr. Phil with the situation. I'm like, he'll understand this, uh, which was a big mistake. And he was just screaming at me for like an hour. Because you wouldn't blow him on camera. Because I wouldn't shut the fuck up and blow him. Well, there you go, guys. That's an insight into uh, season two. It was it was just so terrible. And I like I went out of the house sobbing as they're like unmiking me and they're like the production crew was like, you know what, don't worry, don't worry, we can't air any of this, but we're so proud of you. Like in the control room, all of us are so happy. You're the only guy you're the only girl who's come back to the house and not hooked up with him. So all of us are so proud. Like we can't air this. It literally makes him look like a rapist. So honey, like don't worry, you don't have to cry. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Please don't air this. Um because it was mortifying. And so uh, a year later, after I moved to L.A., I was in the shower and I start getting like 20 phone calls in a row. So I'm like, oh, my God, somebody died, which is my first thought. And then my second thought was like, oh, fuck, it's Thursday. Jersey Shore is airing. And I get like a bunch of calls like you're on the preview for next week. 
And I was, I, so I was on the show and the worst part of it was that they only added it down to two minutes, but the next day people were asking him in the house, like, oh, you fuck that girl. And he's like, I was thinking about fucking her, but I don't fuck ugly girls. She was too ugly for me to fuck. So I said, nah, really? He said, I said, nah, like he fucked Snooki. It's like for me to be like too ugly for the situation of fuck. I was just sitting there like having all the people in my shithole town who I know are watching this and like writing on my Facebook, like you're too ugly for him to fuck. He wanted to have sex with you. And, and like, he, it was just awful. And so I was too ugly for the situation to fuck. Well, no, I think you were too pretty for the situation to fuck. Like, but it was, I mean, thankfully Polly stood up for me. So I appreciate that. I wrote him a message on Twitter. Cause he was like, nah, he kept trying to get it in, trying to get it in, trying to get it in and he couldn't get it in. And then he flipped out on her, which is true. Now, do you think girls who go on camera to bone uh, the situation or any of those guys, what do you think they think is going to happen? Like, do you think they think it's going to make their acting career pop off? I don't know. I think that they just want to be on the show and want to be with somebody that they've seen on TV. Cause like that show was very exciting. Season two, it was like, uh, you know, huge. Because I was super, I mean, I was so excited to meet the girls. I was so excited. So I think it's exciting just to be involved in like any show that you watch and the fact that you could be like a part of it. And like some girls really did find them attractive, which is insane to me because that entire, like that entire body type and look is the least attractive to me. Like I go for fat jewish like male comedians so they are the complete opposite of what i go for but some girls like that but and that's why you can't judge a book by its cover because if i didn't know you and i just saw you on the street like well this girl would she looks like she'd like like juice heads and you know like <laughs> i think that's what they call them on the show yeah and you know guys never be afraid to ask a girl out because if you're a fat jewish comic Please. With a little bit of cash. I mean, Annabelle, you're not. I just want to be the thinnest, tannest one in the relationships. That's why I want fat. I like fat, pale, Jewish, like schlubby male comedians, like schlubby writers, anybody who's funny and smart. So, guys, uh, go on Annabelle's Facebook. We'll give out that info toward the end of the show. And, you know, please. You got to have a couple bucks to take her out, though. She's not a gold digger. But, you know, you're not getting away with taking her to Jerry's Deli. You got to take her to the Ivy on Robertson, maybe. Uh... Oh, my God. Please. You know how that would ex- how exciting that would be? I've never been on a date somewhere with cloth napkins ever. Like what? Like describe your last date. You don't have to say who it was. Uh, um, where did he take my you? My last date was it wasn't even in the year 2015, uh, which is embarrassing. The last date technical date I went on was at uh, the bar birds. Is that what it's called by UCB? Okay. And we sat at the bar the entire time, like on stools, like trying to fucking balance on a stool when you're in a dress and heels is fucking awful. And we stayed at the bar the entire time and had this fucking terrible first date with the bartender, like watching us and being like, this is so awkward. And he felt so bad for us. It was just, it went terribly. Like it was so uncomfortable. The guy didn't want to talk about anything like about his work. Cause I would ask him, he's like, I don't want to talk about that about comedy. He's like, I don't want to talk about that. So we literally were he didn't want to talk about anything. Like he's fucking Jason Bourne or something. Like he was very mysterious. So finally I asked him, I was like, what was your bat mitzvah theme? Like I was like, that's how much I was reaching for conversation. With right. Him. And he's like, you're seriously asking me that. 
I was like, you don't want to talk about anything. So yeah, that was the last date I went on. Well, guys, step up. Once you see Annabelle's picture, I so have the a bar is very low, like ridiculously low. It should it should be high. Because you're a hot babe, you're funny. You Girl, know. I mean, I already got everything I need from this podcast like, with your complimentary intro. So. But it's it's true though. Girl, God, if you weren't so in shape, I know. Maybe looking, I. I mean, you know, uh, you've gotten good reviews on my dating skills. I'm assuming. Fantastic! You have rave reviews. We don't have to mention names. You know, been a previous podcast guest. You figure it out. And, uh, you know, I believe in treating women uh, probably too well. That's my problem. But that, that that's another podcast. So you and I have another obsession. It's kind of a show like the Jersey Shore. Uh, but so much better. It is because I feel like I'm living it because I see them everywhere I go. We're talking about the show Vanderpump Rules which is a show about uh, Lisa Vanderpump and her two restaurants, Sir and Pump. And it's filmed literally one block from my house. So You're so close. I go to Starbucks. I see Tom Sandoval walking around. Uh, you know, I see Jax. You know, it, it's like I feel like I'm in the show. Uh, why do you like the show? I love the show because it's a real life soap opera because all of them have slept with each other and fought each other. And it's so like inbred and like incestuous. And I just love it because I never know what's going to happen. It It is a crime that the show doesn't have an Emmy because it is it's the best reality show I've ever seen. Like the twists in it are insane. And I know our friend Rachel O'Brien is in certain episodes of it. Yes. The gorgeous and funny Rachel O'Brien is uh, one of the friends of Kristen, who's one of the main cast members and part of the main drama. Now, I just every episode I see, I think, God, Annabelle should be on this show. Have you ever been asked to be on the show? I would love. Oh, my God. I would love to be on that show. No, I've never been asked. Probably because nobody trusts me to work in a restaurant or work anywhere, to be honest. But I could see. Uh, well, when's the last what's the last regular job you've had? I don't think I've ever had a job that I got paid for. I've only done internships and I did one writing job that I got paid for. On an I, E show, right? Yeah. And what was that show? Fashion Police. With Joan Rivers. Yeah. When it was still good like with Joan Rivers, not with Kathy or with Melissa. When it was still. Yo, Joan Rivers, like, you know, we're all sad that she had a bad surgeon. And Ugh, it's heartbreaking because she was my last boss. Like, she was my last boss. So especially heartbreaking for me. And what was it like writing for a legend like that? And that's a legend. I, it was surreal. Like I'd never had a writing job before or any real job that wanted to pay me. And then my first one was like writing for her. I was like, are you kidding? And the best part about her was she would always give me tons of candy. Like whenever I go to the tapings and like good candy, not like fat secretary desk candy, like Jolly Ranchers and stuff. Yeah, but you're never going to get fat. Like so. Reese's and like good candy. And she loved ghosts. And so we would talk about that. Is she, who are some of your comedy mentors or idols? I love Joan Rivers. Like my favorite comedian is John Mulaney. I love John Mulaney and Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, they're the best. And Earl Skakel. I mean, I'm trying. I started at open mics with Jeselnik. I'm not sure uh, where I went wrong, but <laughs> I started at open mics with Jeselnik and Whitney Cummings and two of the three of us have made it. 
Well, those two couldn't book me on their podcast. I'm here with you. Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, I love this podcast because uh, I only interview people I like. That makes me feel so happy. I haven't had one guest on who I didn't want to talk to in some form. So I would think you would have a podcast, a oh blog. God. Thank you. I mean, my cats would be thrilled if I stopped just talking to them. So I mean, maybe I should. Well, you know, you, you are a hidden gem and there's no way you shouldn't be on TV. Vanderpump Rules, uh, E, you should have something on E. Uh, uh, I, need to do, I need to do something, whether it be like a blog or podcast or anything, just to get my first result, like off of Google being Jersey Shore. Like I need something to get that search result like down the page. Because when I looked you up, it's like, well, I want to, you know, uh, be informed when she comes on because like we've mentioned, we we are best friends, but I, I don't know a lot about you uh, other than your uh, impeccable fashion sense. Thank I, you. I mean, the outfit you have on now is just like... You're definitely the best dress guest I've ever really? had. Really? That's mean, all I wanted. The leather knee-high boots, the black form-fitting. Uh, what is that? I was worried. Like I was wearing a black sweater dress and black tights, and I was worried. Like worried, I was looking like a little Hasidic Jewy, so I had to throw on some no thigh-high. <laughs> I had to throw on some thigh-high boots to even it out. I mean, where do you get your? Uh, who's like your fashion icon? I like I love anything like over the top tacky like how Kim used to dress like in the good years right like after the sex tape where it was like a lot of bandage dresses and she looked very ethnic with like a lot of makeup and those were like my dream Kim years so like that well you're much hotter Kim Kardashian you Girl, could, I mean I don't know how much my parents are paying you but it's well worth they're it. not I mean uh I have always thought you were hot, babe. And, and I think you're really funny. And uh, like, you should be getting up more. Why don't you do more stand up? I don't, cause I, I hate, I'm so lazy. I'm so lazy. And I hate leaving the house. If I could do like open mics in my, in my apartment, it would be awesome. You should have a, 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 a show in your apartment. That would be ideal. Like I know I'm very like Howard Hughesy. Like I never want to leave my apartment. I'm like two seconds away from storing my urine in jars. Like I never <laughs> want to leave my apartment. Like when's the last time you've gotten up, you know, last comedy show you were on? Ugh. Didn't you just do one with some of the girls from uh, Vanderpump? No, I, I just support them. I'm like a, I'm like a pageant mom for them. And they are, they put on the flyer that I'm a producer. I, I'm mostly just a pageant mom who sits there and supports them. And I think that they feel bad and put my name on the flyer. Well, it's my goal to get you out and about in the stand-up world. Thank you. I mean, if I was with you, it would encourage me to do it. But you have to have so much energy. And it's, it's not tough. like I don't have the time. I just don't have... It's yeah. not your passion. What yeah, is your passion? Leisure. My passion is like doing nothing. If I could get paid to do that which I guess would be doing a reality show. Why don't you do like a show? Cause you should be more known to the world. Annabelle, like do a, a leisure show on E. I mean, have your funny friends write it. I know I have you, I have tons of funny friends that could be on it and write it. This is a great idea. I'm telling you, this is how good. You shouldn't be throwing these ideas out for free. Like, I feel like I should be paying you for like manager mentorship. I mean, uh, well, weren't you just in a video with Whitney Rice and Jacqueline? Yes. And what was that about? Fabulous Whitney Rice. Uh, we were, it was a spoof on The Bachelor. So I was like one of The Bachelor girls. Would you ever go on that show? 
no, I cannot stand living with people. I wouldn't be able to stand living with girls. And plus the guy that we choose for the bachelor is such a dork. Right. I, I, I give so much credit to the bachelorette because I've only seen it a couple, I've only seen a couple episodes. Um, cause as much as I love shitty reality television and I do, I'm much more like a love and hip hop Atlanta type fan than I am bachelorette. I don't like stuff about like just relationships or just finding like somebody to marry. But I do think that you're such a character. You would be the perfect bachelorette. Really? I wouldn't be able to, all the guys they have on there are such fucking jagoffs. And when they come out on like the limo and they always have like some, they are wearing like a costume or have some like dorky, like one liner. I wouldn't be able to like hold back my disgust. When somebody's like, I love volunteering with children and like you're sweet. So that's why I'm dressed as a giant cupcake, which one guy did. I would just be like, throw yourself in front of the limo right now and have the driver go full speed over you. I don't think a, I don't think I'm the prime bachelorette that ABC is looking for. God, I'm not American Broadcasting Company worthy. Well, you're you're definitely E. I, I could possibly see you on Spike. I mean, uh, they need is Spike still around? Uh, well, it's basically the Bar Rescue Network. Okay, my dad loves that show. Uh, yeah, well, it's definitely a show for. Uh, does your dad? Uh, now he did his first set ever stand up recently, right? <laughs> yes, he did an hour and a half. Which is crazy that someone who'd never done stand-up before just got up there and did an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, he was sitting down because he's like 350 pounds and <laughs> 69 years old. But yeah, he did an hour and a half, which I thought, because uh, we were just doing this as like a present to him as like a bucket list thing because he thinks he's hilarious, which he is. And he's always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Um, so we rented out like the Flappers Yoohoo room. And when I was like, okay, well, how much time do you want? Thinking that he would say like 15 minutes. He's like, I need at least an hour. Like didn't even think about it. I was like an hour. Okay. Well, like you don't really know how long an hour is when you're on stage. No. You feel like you're doing an hour and you're like, how long has it been? And they're like five minutes. You still have five minutes more in your time. And you're like, fuck, I've said everything I could possibly think of. So I was like, okay, an hour. He's going to get up there and do 10 minutes max. No, he did an hour and a half where we had to like pull him off stage, like get the Apollo broom guy and be like, you need to get off. Like, right. But he did great. I was so proud of him. He did way better than I've ever done. No, that's not true. I've seen you go up before. It's captivating. But he thinks like he, now he wants to do this as his like career. He like thinks he's the next Rodney Dangerfield. But, well, it's you're never too old. Rodney Dangerfield made it basically at like 55 years old. So. Oh, yeah, I know. My dad watches a documentary about him. Like he's autistic like five times a day over and over and over again. And what's your mom's story? Well, I mean, we want to get into your background. <laughs> um, my mom is... Beauty queen. My mom? Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She's, oh, my mom's beautiful. My mom was a professional ballroom dancer, like on Dancing with the Stars, um, before she met my dad. And then she met my dad and she stopped dancing and she's been like a stay-at-home mom ever since. And you grew up where? In Florida. Yeah. Like Jacksonville, I'm oh, guessing? God, no. I mean, not like any place is better. It's all, it's just a lateral move. It's all equally terrible. But I grew up in South Florida. What, what, like what part? Like um, Sunset to, Island? No, it's a really, really small town. It's closest to like Jupiter where like Tiger Woods lived and like had the golf, golf yeah, yeah. go into his car. Good old Ellie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, South Florida, just so disgusting. I hate it. Did you go to Florida State? I tried to. They did not want me. So I went to Tallahassee Community College, very close to Florida State. All right. 
And what brought you out to L.A.? Acting, comedy, music? I was working in Seattle. I was interning in Seattle on a radio station on like an all-male rock radio station, which I'm not rock at all. And it's not like Seattle takes their music seriously. Um, but I worked with them and that was super fun. And I would have stayed there, except I hated being the only orange person in Seattle. And it just wasn't my scene. I loved the guys I worked with. It was just everything else was not for me. Because you are very tan. I am. I'm Jersey short tan. I look very Jersey. So when people meet me, that's where they think I'm from. And I'd rather say I'm from Jersey than say I'm from Florida. And how I think we could get into this because we're, you know, we know each other. How how do you maintain this wonderful tan? Uh, I spray tan twice a week at least. But do you go to a salon? Like, uh, yes, I go to I, I go to a salon in C in Seattle. There were literally no tanning salons, so I had to use a bunch of different lotions. And when I moved out of my apartment, they charged me so much money because I had ruined the shower with all the lotions I used, like the color. So we had to like they had to replace the bathtub after me. Did you ever watch that show that I was very obsessed with? It, Are you going to say Sunset Tan? Absolutely. Yes. With the Ollie girls? The Ollie girls, the the two owners, the one guy with the really bad skin. I think his name's Devin. Yeah. I mean, it's right by the comedy store. Yeah. I got and, uh, so excited when I, I was like, that's the real Sunset Tan. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I don't, I know they had one by uh, a gym in uh, sports uh, Equinox in on Sepulveda, but I think it's not happening anymore, but there's still the original Sunset Tan. Yeah, I mean, I'm addicted. I got kicked out of a tanning salon, actually. The guy threatened to call the cops on me because we got into a fight that he told me I was tanning too much. The owner told me I was tanning too much and kicked me out, like literally barred me from the salon. Like, would you go in the, the one where you have to, uh, you stand upright because it's like double the power? Yes. I think. Uh, and even though I paid for the unlimited trial uh he was he still blamed me that i was tanning too much i'm like i paid for the unlimited and he's like yeah but you shouldn't be tanning this much i'm like you get fucking paid in leftover tanning solution why do you care and that's when he's like no you're out you're kicked out really yeah like literally the cops were he's like i'm calling the cops that's my only altercation i've ever had was with a persian tanning salon owner because i was tanning too much according to him but you don't look overly tan i mean you look like tan well, yeah because they won't let me tan as much as i want to it's so now you just spray it, but there's nothing wrong with getting spray tanned, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they've really tested the health effects, but I know I'll find out when I'm 80 if I have like some type of severe like liver damage or the fumes. But well, you uh, put moisturizer on and all that stuff, right? After you do it. Yeah. I mean, like I'm pretty like greased up. I mean, I'm Italian, so I feel like it just pours out of us. Now, what... Originally, I mean, she's so popular. The phone's blowing up. Please, no, it's just, no. I'm sorry. This is so, it's just like I guarantee it's my mom. No, no. It's uh, what made you want to go to Seattle from Tallahassee? Because uh, I dropped out of community college as soon as I realized like I couldn't be in a sorority in community college. I was like, oh fuck this. Um, so I dropped out of community college, and I needed something to do. I needed like some type of schedule. So I started interning uh, for the morning show. Uh, where I lived that was like really popular. It was sort of like our like kiss, like our Ryan Seacrest in the morning right. version for South Florida. Um, so I started interning for them. And then I met the Seattle show at like a radio conference and they invited me to come up and work for free for them. So you at one point thought about a career in radio. No, I, on, I just had no idea what I was doing. I had nothing to do. So I was like, okay, this is sort of like going to school. I have to get up really early. And so I just wanted something to do. 
and I just fell in radio. And, and then what? For, so you're in Seattle doing that, and then you're like, I want to go to L.A. to comedy, maybe acting. Yeah, I was just like, I just want to go to L.A. because I know that there will be something there that I'll want to do. I'm not sure what I want to do, but I always wanted to be an actress in entertainment because I wanted a job that it would be predominantly like in air conditioning with good looking people and that didn't require math or like a lot of technical skill. So I thought acting would be good. And weren't you on like, I, I went on your Facebook page. Weren't you in the background of like a Saved by the Bell episode or like. <laughs> I, I wish I was on Saved by the Bell. I mean, I'm not 40. Uh, no. It was a Big Bang Theory episode. You're right. No, but it like, uh, you know, I knew it was one of those shows. I mean, but. although I would have freaked out if I could be an extra on Saved by the Bell. That was, I mean, he was like my first major crush. Who, uh, Mark Paul Guzalar? Yeah, Mark Paul Gosselier. Yes. Oh, right. I, obsessed. And then I, I had to be an extra on, what was that terrible lawyer show that he was on with Brecken Myers? Oh, Franklin, yeah, Franklin yeah. and Bash. I got to be an extra on that and I was like two feet away from him and freaking out like... The third grade in me was. Yeah, because it's uh, Zach Morris. He still looks incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got to be, you know, in his early 40s, late 30s. I mean, him and Mario Lopez still look fantastic. Mario Lopez. I don't know what what the fuck happened to Lark Voorhees. Fucking Lisa Turtle. She's gone off the rails. But all of them still look really good. Like Elizabeth Berkley in one of my favorite movies of all time. uh, Showgirls. I mean, I was watching that without my parents knowing literally like in fourth grade and just thinking like, this is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen in my life. Crystal Connors. Right. And I was like, this is what I want to look like. This is what I take my makeup inspiration from. And the nails. I am. Hand movements. I'm obsessed with that movie. And it's made me permanently afraid of going downstairs. Right. Cause you might get pushed. Like she says, somebody's always somebody younger and hungrier is always waiting to push you down the stairs. I mean, but that show it was. I remember seeing it in Westwood as sold out theater because it was a big deal when it came out. You know, I think so you saw it like in the theater. Yeah, it was like uh, Joe Esterhouse had written it, and he was like a huge like f- coming off a of Basic Instinct, and uh, you know, it was like a big, big release. And uh, the whole time, the theater was laughing at everything because it it's a like, fantastic. Like, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah, I mean, I just like the side characters, like the uh, the guy who uh, managed a strip club, Robert Davi, and and he, you know, he's <laughs> like, "Hey, what's it like to dance?" And I have some guy come on you. It's like, uh, and he's like a great character actor, and uh, the guy who's like the in charge of the dancers, you know, he had some great lines, and you know, the pool scene where they have sex is you know it's most ridiculous. That was like the first like graphic. I mean, that was like, I think the first sex scene I ever saw in a movie. And I was like, Oh, that's what, cause I thought like, that's what it was going to be like. I was like, that looks scary. And also I can't swim. So I was <laughs> scared of it. So you had not had sex uh, in fourth grade. No. Oh, okay. Well, I, no, I forget how young you are. So it was like fifth grade. Um, so like as a fourth grader seeing that scene, you were like, Oh, I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to learn how to swim. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Now, at what age did you start uh, having sexual thoughts? Having sexual thoughts? Or, or, I, or maybe I should like say watching sex. Saved by the Bell. I mean, I lost my virginity in college because I never wanted. That was my thing. I'm like, I never I never thought I'd like w- save myself for marriage. I'm not religious at all. Or I think that's not practical and insane. I'm not a Jonas brother, um, but 
Thank I God. never wanted anyone in high school to be able to ever say like that they fucked me right. or be able to say something about me. Um, and so I was like, I just want to wait till I'm out of high school. It's like, I never hooked up with anybody in high school, like never dated anybody. Um, and then my first boyfriend was, uh, my freshman year in college. And you just decided it's time. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to wait till I was like in the sound such I want to wait till I was in love with somebody. And then I really loved him. And I was like, okay, I feel comfortable that this is the person that I lose my virginity to, even though he wore like graphic t-shirts with, I remember the shirt he was wearing the night I was like stuff with him. And this is how much I loved him that his shirt was a stick figure with a propeller hat sticking his tongue out and says, it's all good. When the stick figure was giving the thumbs up. That's like real love. The fact that I lost my virginity to somebody who was wearing that shirt. is yeah. really sad. But. That's uh, a lucky man that he could get laid wearing that shirt. But like I said, like my stand, like bar is very low. You guys like very low. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It is it, but it shouldn't be. I agree with you. Well, it's my goal to get you a boyfriend. That's please. Oh my God. Please be my Matt. Please be my Patty Stinger. Based off this, uh, I, I really should do a show. Uh, but, you know, I look at Millionaire Matchmaker, which is another show I watch. Who's helping her get a guy? I know. She's 50 plus and has been engaged twice. And the last guy she was engaged to looked like he had Down syndrome and they still didn't even get married. She couldn't even keep, like, keep him, who looked like he had Bell's policy on his face. Only I would know what Bell's policy is because my uh, favorite pro wrestling announcer has it and they always show the camera on him because I think they like, you know, <laughs> making fun of him. But they don't really tell him. It's, it's, it's a cruel world out there in the entertainment business. Well, then he could date Patty Stinger because she goes for that look. She's cute. I mean, big tits and like, you know, that she's whole brassy. She's a confident. She was like, she's so tiny in person. I went uh, to like one of her dating seminars, which I mean, clearly didn't work, but well, you went fun. to a dating seminar because you were like, what am I doing wrong with men? Yeah, I've been to two <laughs> dating seminars. I just because I, I get tickets for me and my girlfriends since like all my girlfriends are basically single. And I just like to go not because I really think it's it's going to work for me, but I want them to f I want them to find love because I just really want to be in a wedding. It kills me that I haven't been a bridesmaid yet because I feel like I'd be a great bridesmaid. So I'm not really looking for me. I'm looking for my friends so I can be involved in a wedding. Right. You would be an amazing bridesmaid. I mean, I'm still holding out for you to, uh, you know, since I'm not allowed to marry you, I want somebody else to. So, well, you know, I have a party I, to go to. We'll, we'll figure it out. You know, I'm just, you know, playing, you know, do I don't you know. ever want to get married? Um, you no, know, have you been married? Uh, no, no. Uh, came close once uh, back in the day, but uh, didn't happen. And then, uh, you know, have uh, had some weird uh, relationships in the last, uh, you know, couple of years. So I feel bad. Do you do you not want to talk about it? No, no. Okay. This is, no, no. I you know uh, you know uh, you made some mistakes here and there, and uh, you know. Just trying to figure it out. Would you ever want to live? Don't you think the most ideal marriage situation would be being married? At least for me, I want to be married, but I don't want to live in the same house as them. Oh, that'd be great. Wouldn't that be like, I could, t I would love to have like a long distance relationship. I would love to 
have somebody who is out of town most of the time. Like, I don't care if he's cheating, like that he goes away. I have my own apartment and we have like a mutual time that we agree to meet and hang out and we have fun, but we're not like, we have separate bathrooms. We're not in each other's lives. Like knowing whatever, knowing what each other's doing. I'll see, like, I'd be, I'm so easy to date. I really don't want to know what you're doing. I don't want to spend that much time with you. See, I'm super easy. Wait, did you say, uh, you don't care if he's cheating? I feel like as depending on who it is, I feel like when girls get together with like sports players or actors and then they're shocked later that they cheat and choose to divorce them for that. I'm like, no, that's what you signed up for. That is part of the agreement. When you date or marry a sports person, they are absolutely going to cheat on you. And you are aware of that and you can't get mad at them for it. Have you ever cheated on a uh, boyfriend? No, I've had one and a half boyfriends and I've never cheated on them. And I've never been afraid of the one and a half of them cheating on me because I was the only person who would sleep with both of them. So I wasn't, I wasn't worried about them ever cheating on me. I'm like, listen, if you could find somebody else who wants to fuck you, go for it. You're not going to be able to, but if you can lock, lock her down. I love it. So no, I've never cheated on somebody, but I think if I were about to, if I met somebody, I was about to cheat on them. I would just text my then boyfriend or call them and be like, this isn't working out and end it on the phone right before I sleep with the new person. Just, just for myself. But do you think it's really selfish to tell somebody that you've cheated on them? Don't you think you should just break up with them and save them the hurt of them knowing you've cheated on them and breaking up with them? That's what I would prefer. (laughs) Cause that's just so, so hurtful. But I've had uh, bad uh, experiences in that field. So I'm uh, like you've cheated on them or they've cheated on you. uh, Well, I've, I've done both in full. uh, Which one feels better? Uh, well, I don't think either feels better. I mean, I think when I was cheating, um, I was just doing it out of insecurity, you know, like, uh, like, oh, you know, this girl wants to fuck me and I have a girlfriend. She knows that I must be cool. It's crazy logic. Well, you are cool. That's not crazy. Well, that was, no, well, I mean, it just, uh, and then, uh, you know, then when I was cheated on, uh, I would say when you get cheated on, it's the worst. I, I can't even imagine that. It's tough. It's it's uh, still uh, probably has affected me to this day. But uh, like, I feel like I should set money aside just just in case somebody ever cheats on me that my friends will have bail money to get me out of jail when I go after him or her. Well, I, uh, you know, I did uh, to a degree go after the guy. uh did you do something in the car or? No, no. I, uh, I knew, uh, where this particular, uh, I don't even want to call him a gentleman. Uh, this uh, fool <laughs> was, uh, he, let's just say he visits the same bar. Uh, and I walked up to him and the bar was packed. <laughs> I had not one friend in this bar. <laughs> so it was, I think I, I'm more about the mental, uh, I don't want to get sued. I'm, I'm such a Jew. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> So I just walked right up to him and uh, I think I said something to the effect of, I hope the pussy was worth it. I'm going to kill you. Wow. And I walked through, uh, I walked through the back. I broke my hand on the door just because I wanted to scare him. And I think I did. So, Oh my God. Although I don't. 
feel better still. Uh, uh, I do knowing that he's uh, scared of me. That sounds like a scene in a movie. That you, what a great line. Oh, it was great because uh, you know. But uh, that's amazing. I'm so impressed. Well, you know, it was stupid. I, I broke my hand doing it, but uh, it was worth all the pain in the world. But that's like a real man. I mean, you went up and confronted him and broke many bones. I broke four bones in my right hand. Uh, didn't get didn't get surgery. Didn't I just let it heal naturally? Are you a Christian scientist? You're like I'll just let it. Go. You didn't get surgery for it? No, it's just this hand. My right hand was literally the size of a grapefruit for like two months. I couldn't. Uh, uh, I couldn't close my hand. I, I couldn't. Uh, but I tell you, it was worth every bit of pain. That is such a cool story. Well, this guy was a real piece of shit. So, uh, you, you know, but it, it's uh, I would to answer your original question. It's, I think it's definitely harder getting cheated on because it's just like, you know, I'm a pretty confident guy. And it really uh, it, it did a number on me in that regard. But. That is awful. Uh, It's no fun, but uh, it was karma for all the times, I guess, uh, that I had cheated on girls. So, Well, I'm sorry that happened, but I love that story. It really is like a movie scene. That's It really was because... uh, So it was all worth it for that because it's so entertaining for other people to hear it. Well, I think so. I mean, I'm more about uh, mental intimidation than physical because I don't want to get sued. Uh, and if I ever hit this guy, uh, his face would be fractured in many, many places. And uh, you are, I think you're the most in shape person I know. Well, you're it's the all most fit person I know. Well, uh, you, you know, it, it's, uh, I only work out. I hate working out to be honest with you, but I do it just to be able to get, uh, not laid, but, um, you know, I figure a good, if you want to attract good looking women, you have to look good yourself, but you're disproving that theory. Yeah. I don't see, I don't think girls are all my, all of my friends who have had in shape guys are always like, uh, he has like, his abs are better than mine. I don't want to like, I don't want to sleep with him. I don't want to be next to him without my shirt. Like it makes girls insecure. Like, I don't think guys should worry about their bodies. I think that they should be like, I should make more money or, I should be funnier. Like I, for, for me and the girls I know that I have met, but I know very insecure girls. Well, I know uh, very insecure, uh, girls too and guys. Uh, but I, I think after the cheating, it was like, uh, I'm going to become so in shape and, uh, not Your body's crazy. You have like one of those Instagram fitness bodies. Well, I, you know, I, I do my best, but you know, it, if there's anything good that came from the cheating, it was like, I'm n- no girl's ever going to leave me again. That's true. But you know, you'll be able to run and pin them down. Well, you know, I'll never physically touch another guy because, uh, I just, I'm, I'm too scared. I, I wouldn't have money to buy, you know, another John Varvatos jacket. <laughs> I assume he's a sports player, wrestler. John Varvatos? No, oh my god. You don't know who John Varvatos is? He's like no. the hottest men's I thought designer. Bar- Barbados. I'm like, oh, he owns that island. I- <laughs> no, it's, I can't believe you don't know who John Varvatos is. No, is you've he never an actor? heard of him. No, he's like the, the. He's where I get all my leather wear from. Leather jackets. He's got a leather uh, shirt jacket that is my favorite. Uh, you have a leather shirt jacket. It is. I will show it to you after it. 
putting this thing on is I get a sexual feeling. Like Does it make like noise? No, it's just like the most beautiful. If clothes can be described as beautiful, this jacket is beautiful. It's like uh, he is like the... Uh, I don't know. Donna Karen's not. Uh, he's uh, who's a hot women's designer right now. Okay, so like Tom Ford, like Balmain, like yes, hot. he's in the Tom Ford. Okay. Uh, he's got uh, uh, you know uh, shoes. Uh, he's more known for his clothes, but he's he colognes and all that stuff. I I need now. I'm just I cannot stop thinking about you in a leather shirt. It's amazing. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> You know, and of course, leather pants from Barney's, but that's that's next level. You are you are so like you're intimidating to women. I mean, if I, I saw, don't think I am, if I saw a guy, if I saw you in a leather shirt, I never one. I would never think that you'd be interested in me first because I'm a woman. I'm like, I don't think that that's what he's going for if he's wearing a leather shirt. And number two, I'm like, then he's so fashionable as a straight guy and works out that this is so high maintenance that it'd be like dating myself. Although I don't work out. But how do you keep your body up? I mean, you have a killer bod. I, d- I don't. That's why I stay inside. Um, no, I don't have a killer bod at all. Well, I mean, if, I, I mean, you know, I think most people disagree. But, you know, do you have body dysmorphia? Yes. Do you think? Well, no, I was super fat growing up. Like I was, I, they called me Manabelle. And I was like 200 pounds What? when I was 12. Like I was over 200 pounds when I was fucking 12 years old. Like what? How do you let your kid get like that? This was like before childhood, like obesity became, right. people were more aware of it. Um, but yeah, I was super fat. And so, I mean, I know I'm not, I know I'm not Manabelle anymore, but like, yeah, they would like guys would spit on me and they would bark at me. And I had like guys like in middle school, like hit me. Not like a, not like a real hit, not like a Chris Brown hit, but like. They like slapped me across the face and I was like, and they're like, I slapped another guy and laughed and ran off. So even though I'm not Manabelle. No, you are not. Like in your, like in your head, like no matter how, no matter how you look, I feel like I will always be that. Right. No, I get it. It really did a number to your uh, psychology. Yeah. So I feel like those are like the best girls to get, like girls who used to be bullied because their self-esteem is already like their self-esteem will always be so low. So that it's like picking up a fat girl, picking right. up like a current fat girl. Well, I've done that at times, but you Cause you're like, Oh, it's in the back. So yeah, I feel like if I were a guy, that's the target demo I would go for. Like I would just troll therapist's office. Like wow. that's. Do you go to therapy? Yes. I mean, it's not working, but I've gone to see a therapist since I was since fifth grade. But in what, you know, like what uh, do you go to get uh, like childhood uh, bad memories from your childhood out or? Yeah, I mean, I've done I will literally do anything like I've done like regular talk therapy. I've done hypnosis. I do Reiki. I do crystal, like literally anything for self-improvement as long as just paying for something. I know that we're both into Tony Robbins. Oh, I love Tony Robbins. Um, Yeah, I will do all of that. I mean, I don't implement like any of the stuff they tell me to do that could help me, but I love going. I mean, I'll buy six uh, self-help audio books on iTunes and it makes me feel better just buying them. Yeah, I'm like, that's good enough. I made the first step and then I don't read them, but. I mean, I listen to them at the gym, but I go to a really pretentious gym, Equinox. 
I can't believe you're not in there. I mean, you would rule the Equinox world. But I don't want to. I don't want to work out. I would just. I would just walk around and try to pick up people. But they don't. I don't think people want to talk while they're working out, right? Or they'd be like, "Why are you here in regular clothes, not working out?" You would be like Fabio. You'd do like I'm obsessed with Fabio's workout routine. He will do like one set and then walk around for 48 minutes picking up chicks. It's really? great. Oh, it's so fun to watch. Oh my god. And I'm just listening to my shitty 80s, you know, metal, you know, compilation. Do you, does it work for him? Do girls like leave with him? Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if they leave with him, but he definitely gets numbers. And here I am in my, uh, you know, rat T-shirt from, you know, their 86 tour, which was their last successful year. And uh, no one looks at me at the gym. Some guy wouldn't let me in the executive room the other day. He what? Said, there's an executive room at the gym? And I'm a member of it because I saw. You, there's like a Soho house of gyms? Yeah. What? There's an executive, uh, uh, executive gym. uh uh, executive locker room at Equinox. It's not a gym. It's just a locker room. And, uh, you know, it's the elite of the elite are in there. And the first day I joined, uh, I was in the regular locker room and I saw two guys blowing each other in the steam room. What? Which is fine. It's, you know, when so in Rome. What, like, that's what goes on, like the plebeians uh, workout room is just like, that's what's going on. Well, to a degree. I mean, I used to go to 24-Hour Fitness, which is like a high school gym, and I saw some guy getting his ass eaten in the steam room. Are you serious? I was by there by myself, you know, and and I used to work at gyms. It's the only job I've ever had, so I had my shoes and shorts on. You can't go into a steam room with no feet. I mean, no... uh, (laughs) <laughs> no uh, foot coverage. It's just gross. Just for, you know, stagnating water and people piss in there and, and drop loads. And uh, oh so I go in my uh, shoes and shorts. I'm just sitting in there one day and uh, kind of a gay guy comes in. He sits right next to me and he put a whole, like he had like a big gulp sized thing of water to put on the, the conductor to make it steamy. Now, if you've ever been to a steam room, have you ever been in one? No, but I've seen it on like TVs. And right. Well, all you need is literally a thimble cup of water to put on the conductor and it gets steamy. So I knew when the guy was throwing the whole fucking 64 ounce big gulp thing, I was like, all right, this guy's either going to try and fuck me or, or some- kill you, kill me, suck me or something that ends in ING. Uh, <laughs> so you. He sits right next to me. It's so thick in there. I can't see in front of my face. Literally, I could not see my hand in front of my face. Another guy comes in, just a towel, biggest boner I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it literally looked like uh, it, it looked like an alien. It looked like you know. <laughs> and he looks at the guy, kind of sizes him up, turns around, drops his towel, grabs his ankles, and the guy sitting next to me starts, you know, eating the guy's ass. What and I'm right you? there. Like, I'm literally like, hello, guys. Uh, you know, there's someone <laughs> else in said? here. Hello, guys. No, I didn't say anything. And when I tell people this story, they're like, well, Earl, why didn't you leave? <laughs> and it's like, well, I was there fucking first. <laughs> so I, after that, I joined Equinox thinking, well, rich people don't do that stuff. First day in there, open the steam room door, two guys blowing each other. I'm like, all right, I know there's an executive room. 
like we're Russell Simmons, Gene Simmons, you know. Yeah, who, I want to see rich people doing that to each like other. Like the elite. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I got a couple dollars in the bank. So I said, listen, can I join the, the executive thing? It's like, I just saw something in there. It's my first day. I, I just left 24 hour because I saw ass eating. And they're like, well, you know, we got some on reserve. But since your first day, we'll upgrade you to that locker room. Second day of Equinox, first day in the executive room. I'm in there in the steam room by myself listening to Tony Robbins. Because <laughs> it's very therapeutic to hear his voice. You're in a steam room. He feels good. Gay guy comes in there, sits right next to me. I mean, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is insane. And he looks at me and goes, do you have a girlfriend? Because you have an amazing body. I'm like, well, that's true. Well, who doesn't like to hear that? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's very flattering. I mean, you're a woman, beautiful woman. Whether you have any sexual interest in a guy or not, if the guy says, hey, you have a great body, you're really pretty, you love hearing it. Yeah, I, I will talk to anybody yeah, who it's, says that. Yeah, it's, like it's like, wow. And so I'm like, thanks, man. I, I work out a lot <laughs> for my girlfriend. And I didn't have one at the time. But I'm like, and then I'm like, what would gross a gay guy out where he would have no sexual interest in me? I'm like, she has big tits, big, <laughs> huge tits, real hairy pussy. I mean, the pussy's amazing. <laughs> Did I mention she has big tits and it's not deterring him at all. And he just gets nose to nose to me and goes, does she give good head? And I'm like, it's amazing. <gasps> could, could suck the paint off of eight mansions <laughs> in Brentwood park. And he gets nose, literally, like, we're touching noses at this point. You were, like, Eskimo kissing this guy? Essentially. And he's like, I bet I give better. Were you, like, intrigued, like, a little bit? Well, no, he did give better. I let him, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, well, so I was like, this is insane, this gym. But there's nowhere to go from the executive room. <laughs> but the other day, because I don't dress the part at Equinox, you know, I, I work out and, like, you know, hockey sweats and a an eighties metal shirt. The guy's like, you have to be an executive member to come back here. I'm like, what are you talking about? I've got more money than everyone in this fucking locker room, ex except for Russell Simmons. That's my <laughs> locker right there. It's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, you shouldn't talk to people like that anyway. Yeah. You have to dress that straight to deter all the gay men who are after you. Yeah. I have never had a, uh, other than uh, the guy in the steam room. I mean, I, I think it's pretty obvious I'm straight. That's, I mean, that's so flattering, especially for a gay guy to hit on you at a gym that's full of good prime, looking. of like prime, good looking. I mean, you're in West Hollywood where the best looking gay men live. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the most in shape. Uh, it's, I mean, I feel fat at Equinox. I mean, it's insane how so like, the fact that, I mean, the fact that he chose you out of everybody, I mean, has to say, really says something about you. Well, I'm doing my best, Annabelle, you know. I'm just trying to, you know, make up for, you know, mistakes of the past. And, uh, you know, I feel that I've never been better with women now because of all the, the fuck ups I've done in the last, you know, 30 years. Yeah. You're very in shape. You're wealthy. You're good with women. I don't know why you're a comedian. Like you really don't need it. I, I get a sexual high from performing. Okay. To be honest with you, I love, and I think it makes That's you, your steam room. That's where you get. <laughs> That's where I get off because I think, uh, I don't know, uh, if I could get any woman just based on looks alone. Uh, 
but I feel I could get any woman on earth if I could sit with them one-on-one and talk. That's true. I mean, and it's, it, well, it's probably not true, but I think in my head, uh, y- you know, I, I think I can make most girls laugh and, uh, you know, like I'll just, you know, show my dick pic just for a laugh. <laughs> And it's a fantastic picture. It's much better than any headshot I've ever taken <laughs> because it's just done. It was done out of, uh, you know, f- for fun. And you know, that's t- hilarious. I, I would love it if you went into an audition and just gave them that. I showed one of the biggest directors in Hollywood the other day in my dick pic, Jason Reitman. Are you serious? Was this in the executive suite? This is at Roast Battle. And uh, Jason uh, has been nice enough to be a father figure to the show. He's obsessed with the show, and he's uh, got a documentary made about it, which is being shown in Sundance. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so uh, the other night, you know, you've been to Roast Battle. It can be kind of a wacky uh, show at times. Yeah, it's intense. And the show had hit a lull, and one of the gay judges, uh, Thomas Dale, who's an amazing comic, uh, he wanted to spice it up. and said, Earl, show everyone your dick pic. So I pulled it up and uh, I showed it to everyone and got a big laugh. And then Jason Reitman was turning his head away because he's like, I don't want to see this guy's dick pic. And I just basically crammed my phone in front of his face. And uh, he was very uh, intimidating because his dad, Ivan Reitman, is like a legend. Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, uh, you know, Twins, any comic from the 80s or any comedy from the eighties, he did. Uh, and now Jason's like carrying the Reitman torch, you know, he's got a show on Hulu and I think he did uh, Juno and it's like, he's just amazing director. And, uh, he just looks at my dick pic and goes, nice dick, bro. Wow. But well, I shouldn't, you know, I should say, Hey, will you look at my comedy reel? Mr. Reitman said, I'm showing him my dick pic. So now you want to equally impressive. Well, I mean, the dick pic's probably better than the comedy reel, to be completely honest with you. I assume. I've never... I mean... I would I never know, show I, it to I, you. No, I would I, never show it oh, to no, you. Oh, no. I I know that my friends get dick pics because they've shown me and I've freaked out. I've never received one, thank God, because I would I would literally have to get a new phone because I would throw it against the wall. I would... Ne- I, that's how much I respect and love you. I, you know, I, 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 I could never show it. I could never show it to you. you know? Do you... Like, do you send it to girls? Oh no, I don't I don't have it uh for uh there was a comic who asked me what my ex-girlfriend's um uh pussy looked like. So I thought, well, that's kind of rude, you know, cuz I still kind of I still kind of liked her, you know, whatever. And I'm like, "Oh, you want All right, well, let me show you." And so I I took a dick pic and said, "Here, that's what it looked like. She's pretty hot, right?" And that is a perfect response. You're such a gentleman, even with dick pics. Well, the funniest thing is uh, he was sitting next to the manager of a uh, comedy club in town. I won't say which one. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there's so many. I, well, I know it's not really, uh, you know, he was sitting next to uh, someone who works at the improv. Okay. Let's just say that. And uh, of the opposite sex. And uh, mysteriously, I got a spot at the improv that week. <laughs> I literally Are you serious? A, I haven't gotten an improv spot in like th- three years at that job. Oh, wait, was that the time I saw you at the improv? Like a couple months yeah. ago? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's gotten me work. That's how good the picture is. Because wow. it's not just of the, it's the whole body. 
and it's the lighting, it's the shadows on the abs. I mean, it's an amazing. It's picture. like David LaChapelle took your dick pic. It is a piece of art. I mean, it's uh, yeah. So, well, that's different. It's not just like an everyday dick pic. Yeah, I know. I would never send a you know uh, as a calling card. Hey, baby, let's hook up. I have to sit one on one with a girl. Like not like on a podcast, but like, um, Oh, I was going to say, like, I thought that's what we were doing. Well, oh, I is mean, this like a real podcast? Cause that's not why I came. You're out. like a sister to me. Thank you. I don't know. Uh, you know, I mean, I never say never, but you know, it, it's, you know, you, it, it'd be, I think it'd be too weird. Cause I've, I would be breaking so many of my friends' hearts who are in love with you that it was just, I couldn't do that to them. I don't, uh, well, I mean, you know, and then uh, I would lose talking you're the only person I can talk about reality shows with because you and I are like DVR soulmates. Like you have fantastic taste in television. Well, or the worst. I mean, it depends on, uh, I mean, it's, it's all like big brother, which I'm obsessed with that show. I can't, I can't get into big brother. Well, I think they overkill it because it's on three nights a week. I, I, it's too confusing for me. I don't understand that. Like, I don't know if you vote them off or they vote themselves off or. I think they, uh, how does it work? I'm in such a fog. Uh, I think, uh, they vote each other off. Um, uh, but the audience, uh, can, uh, vote for like the, their favorite. Uh, they can bring people back by audience vote. Uh, but it's, it really just shows the worst in humanity. Yes, uh, and I had a uh, not a, a gem friend who was on it this uh, this uh, season. Really? Yeah, he was a pro wrestler, and uh, he didn't win it, but he got pretty far. The only Big Brother I've ever seen was I would watch clips online of Celebrity Big Brother, where they had Jenna Jameson and Farrah Abraham in the same house, which was riveting. Well, I can't imagine. I'm uh, I'm a huge Jenna Jameson fan. Love her. She was. I did a book report on her book. Her book's so good. How to have make love like a porn star? Yeah, it's like a really. It's like a full Harry Potter book. It's a very thick book, and it's really good. But that would be intimidating to me because, uh, like, how to make love like a porn star? I mean, I, like, if you're just a. Uh, let's just say you and I are a couple, mm-hmm. and we're uh, we've been dating a year. And uh, we're looking to spice it up. I don't know if reading that book where, you know, she took it in the ass from Lexington Steel. I don't know. I, I would have trouble assimilating that. No, I can't even. Just like, you saying it out loud is painful to me. Like, yeah. I I can't. No, it's mostly she only had like one chapter of her giving tips. It was mostly about like it was just like her life story about like being a stripper and how okay. to be a good stripper. And dating Tito Ortiz. No, this was before she got beat the shit out by Tito Ortiz. No, this was this one was her first marriage. Like her first marriage was like the end of the book. It was okay. mostly like her childhood and then her being a stripper was her being a stripper and then being a porn star. But she's one girl uh who I wish didn't get so much plastic surgery. Because, like, to me, she, she was, used to be gorgeous. She used to, like, be just like, wow, that's. I mean, I'm assuming the boobs were fake, but they still looked good. And now she looks like Brett Michaels. <laughs> yeah, now she she looks she looks so bad. It's like, what are you doing? And she had twins. Uh, once like once a girl has kids, it like ruins them for me. Like a celebrity, it just. Especially a porn star, because. I would imagine those two kids when they were born probably felt like they were on a water park ride. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's had a, you know, 
a, a fair amount of uh, weenies in her. <laughs> and big ones. Not just like... Very like aggressive. It's not like she was fucking open micers. <laughs> you know, uh, she's, you know, seven, eight inches is like, is that it? Uh, so I would say her oh, birth terrible. canal is uh, fairly widened. I wonder if she even knew that she was giving birth. See, like that seems... That would seem like if you had to give birth, that'd be the best way to do it. If you were a porn star and then it would just like fall out so you wouldn't have like any pain. Well, I mean, I imagine, I think the, the she was at St. John's and uh, the kids landed at Cedars. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was a fairly uh, painful birth. But I mean, maybe birth, you're right. You know, after what she's done in porn, I'm sure. Like that's nothing for her. Two babies popping out was like, oh, is this it? Where's Tito <laughs> getting his brains beat in uh, by, you know, I thought they were going to make it, you know, a porn star and a UFC fighter. It just doesn't, uh, it's, it's like E and a good written show. It's just not, <laughs> uh, not in the cards, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, would you ever date an MMA fighter? No, no, never. Right. Just, There's not many schlubby, funny writers who also do UFC. You're right. I mean, uh, you, well, you know, I, it's my goal to get you a nice guy. I think they're too dumb to be funny. Uh, well, there's one guy who's pretty funny, the hot new guy. Uh, uh, he's hot? No. Well, he's hot for an MMA fighter. I mean, he's got the fucked up ears. His name's Conor McGregor. And uh, he's like, he talks a lot of shit and he backs it up, though. He... He just last weekend beat a guy in 13 seconds who had been undefeated for 10 years. Wow. And and I mean, I like a confident guy. He's confident. <laughs> I like a guy who can talk shit, like who will give like me shit back. What about tattoos? I'm, I don't have any tattoos, but I feel like now you have to accept, now I have to accept that probably whoever I date will have a tattoo right. just because I feel like everyone does. I don't. I'm not them. fans. I'm not, if I could pick. I, I would rather him not have a tattoo. Right. Because well, there's not like I. There's your no thing. one I would respect. Right. I mean, that's per I don't have anything I want on my body permanently. There's nothing I care about that much. Yeah. To put on my body. And if I'm besides my parents and they told me if you ever got a tattoo that they would cut the skin off of my body of where it was. Right. The money would stop. Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, great. Whatever. If that's the only thing, that's the only rule I have to follow is not get a tattoo. Fine. I feel like that's a very easy trade-off. Well, that's what my mom, she said, Earl, don't drink till you're 18. And, uh, you know, you get to carve your choice within reason. And she followed up on it. And, uh, you, you let's just say the money won't, uh, the flow will always be flowing. But if you do, you're out. And I have never had a drink or drug. And wow, uh, that's I, so that I think that's so like that's so honorable. Well, it's really impressive, especially now and especially in the field that you're in. Like that's crazy. Oh yeah, I mean I see cocaine and weed basically every night. So uh, you know, I, I, my parents were strange but effective. Do people think it's because people think it's weird that I don't that I don't drink like it wears people out? Do does it wear? Do you get that same reaction? Yeah, when I tell people that they're like, uh, then they clam up and they they like put their beer aside, like I'm going to freak out if they're drinking in front. Yeah, of Yeah, they me. think that you're judging them. I'm like, I'm not judging you because you're drinking. I'm judging you because you're poor. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I played golf at Bel Air Country Club. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, your parents were probably my dad's caddy. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in a wacky environment. Like, you know, Bel Air Country Club to me was like, you know, my high school. That's you know? amazing. Oh, I'm telling you, if I ever make any significant amount of money in this business, the first thing I'm buying is a membership back there because it is heaven on earth. I've never, I've never been to a golf course, but I bought a golfing lesson on Groupon because I want to learn to golf, like not like lesbian level good, but I just want to know enough that I could go and like meet guys. I feel like that's a great way to meet guys is golfing and you can wear skirts and like, I like the fashion of it. But I would think your boobs would be too big for golf. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm going to be a good swinger, hitter. Right. Go. Well, no, because like, uh, you know, the, the boobs get in the way of the arms, you know, like properly. I'm not saying you care that much about your score. Well, but no, but I mean. It would be tough, I think. Well, if I ever get breast cancer, then I, I might be a better player. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you might, because if you look at the LPGA, there's not many, uh, you know, uh, busty uh, golfers out there. Yeah, I don't know a lot of busty Asians, like naturally. Right. Yeah. Well, of course not. Well, well, who's natural in LA? I mean, everyone's had a little, you know, nip tuck. Did you like nip tuck? Yes. I love nip tuck. Dr. Troy McNamara. Oh, I, I love the confidence. Like I love like the Ari gold, like Troy, like that type of energy, even though both guys were obviously the complete opposite, but right. ideally like, yeah, like a confident, strong guy. Kind of, if you marry a guy who does plastic surgery, that's the mother load. Right. Oh, that'd be amazing. Well, I mean, you're uh, relatively natural, right? Yeah, I had a uh, I had a breast lift because I was really fat when I was younger, and so I got boobs in third grade. Like I was wearing a bra in third grade. Really? Yeah. And my mom had a breast reduction. She had like crazy, like she had like triple H, like black church lady boobs, like insane. And she's skinny. I've seen a picture of her. She's yeah. Uh, she's not like huge. I mean, right. she's like yeah. My mom looks great. Like um, she's like normal mom size. Uh. But yeah, so she had a breast reduction. Um, and so uh, I wanted, I told my dad that's what I wanted for Christmas, which was very hard for him. A breast uh, I wanted a, a breast a lift. lift. And so when I went in for the consultation, they're like, you can do a breast lift, but they'll sag. And so I decided to get a breast lift and an augmentation to go back to the size I was before I lost weight. So, okay. like I'm, so I'm still like the same size, but yeah, I have a lift and implant. But it was very hard for my dad to sit there in the office with me, like as I'm holding like as we're holding implants, like the entire family. Dr. Fisher, Cannon Drive. No, I got them done in uh, in Florida. Okay. Uh, yeah, when I was twenty, no, nineteen, twenty. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I was in love with my uh, plastic surgeon. He was gorgeous. Like he looked like Simon Baker. He was stunning. And when I came out of uh, when I came out of my surgery, and I was all fucked up. I was telling all the nurses, I was like, I love Dr. DeLang. I'm going to marry him. And when he came in and checked me out, I was like trying to kiss him. And they had to like put my hands I love on the side it. of my body. Well, uh, you look amazing. So he does fantastic work. If anybody's listening in South Florida, Dr. DeLang is. Yes, please. If you uh, girls, if uh, you had a baby and they're sagging a little bit or uh, you didn't have, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I mean, uh, you know, I, if they did penis uh, enhancement, I'm sure most of my friends would be in line <laughs> for that surgery. They don't really have that for guys. Yeah, I, like I feel bad for guys because there really is nothing you guys can do besides the option of being rich or being funny. 
Well, I mean, I hit the trifecta, thankfully, but yeah, uh, you're so God does give with both hands. You really, <laughs> you really are like check I all three. Got my whole, I got my hair, uh, you, you know, uh, I, is your hair natural? Br you mean in terms of no, this like, is my hair. I do nothing to it. Like there's no like Bosley hair. System. Like no, that's you. That's me. You have a fantastic hairline. I mean, for 47, I mean, it might have uh, receded a smidge, but well, I know guys who are 27 who have a like who don't have the hairline you have. Oh, your hair is like, I mean, I might have good hair, but your hair is next level. My hair is my hair is the most like that is my greatest talent. No extensions. No extensions. I mean, that is like, you know, I Thank mean, you. I mean, that's like the real well, I'm deal. Sicilian. We're like hair machines, but like it's bad everywhere else. Like <laughs> I have to shave every day or it's a teen wolf situation over my entire body. Well, listen, I get my uh, area down there uh, groomed, not shaved. Uh, a gay really? Guy. Oh, absolutely. Like by somebody else? Yeah. I didn't know guys like go somewhere for that. I don't think most guys do. I do. I've never heard of this. What? Well, I go. I, I don't. Uh, I think the guy's name is Eduardo. Uh, I don't, uh, there's no way I could get waxed. So, but this goes back to wanting to look as good as I can for women. Uh, I'm, so, I'm like shocked right now. I've never heard of this. No, I know. It's right down the street. I walk to him and it's, it's, uh, $45. I tip him 20. Uh, I learned Very that. Nice. I learned that from my dad. I mean, my dad, uh, uh, over tipped, but that's how I am. Uh, and I just, uh, I don't get it completely uh, done. I just, uh, you know. Does, how did you find him? Does he do other men or he just does you? Well, uh, I used to go to a girl, uh, but she moved to Fresno. And then uh, I was like, wow, I, you know, I guess once you, st once I started getting it groomed, it, it grows. Yeah. You know, so, uh, well, I, I don't want to do it myself. So I, I think I went on Yelp in West Hollywood and put in uh, men's grooming uh, or manscaping. That's what they call it. Yeah. And uh, there's a couple, uh, you know, uh, places popped up and uh, I just, you know, most of them were waxing and I didn't want to do that. So I found this one guy. He's like, no, what I do is I take an electric razor, we trim it initially, and then I go in with uh, tweezers or scissors, whatever. Wow. So it's really precise. It's like, crazy. It's like getting your like eyebrows he, done. Okay. And he lit, you know, he, he's got to touch your, you know, you got to touch your dick. Yeah. You know, he's got to like move it to the side and, you know, you know. Is that he, weird? Um, it is because I'm always petrified I'm going to get hard, <laughs> you know. That'd be so, oh my God, I just can't even. you know, you're, you're sitting, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's like when you get a. Like I've gotten waxed, but I don't have to worry about anything. Do you have a male uh, gynecologist? No, I have an old Russian woman who uh, really should not be practicing. She's literally 75. Um, but she came in for the first time and she's like, oh, so you're 21 cervical cancer. Sad. And I was like, um, no. That's not me, but thank you for thinking I'm 21. She had like the wrong person's file, but she did tell me when she's like doing my exam, she goes, oh, you have beautiful vagina. You could model it. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she told me I could model my vagina. And that was the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. And I've told every, like I told all my girlfriends and they're like, well, maybe she just says that to everyone, which I'm like, number one, let my vagina have the compliment. Like, don't try to take that away from me. And number two, I asked them, I'm like, well, has your gynecologist ever said that to you? And they're like, no, I've never heard of that. So she's really should not be practicing. She gets like everything wrong. 
Um, but hopefully not that. So I only go to her because she gave me that compliment. But I could never go to a, a guy. Well, I but I mean, weird. like, let's just say you had a guy, a gynecologist, and I, I don't know what they do when they look at your, uh, you know, area down there, but I'm assuming they have to, I, I guess, like, put a finger in there or something. Or yeah. Like, I think they put like a metal. Yeah. They put like this like metal scrape. It's like when a guy, when we get our prostate checked, you know, it's like, you know, that's, that's pretty gruesome, but you wouldn't want a girl, like he wouldn't want a girl to be doing it to do a prostate. I mean, well, not like not prostate, but to be doing your manscaping or would that be? Well, no, I did, but she was really cute. Oh yeah. She moved to Fresno. You weren't getting, you weren't worried about, well, I, uh, you know, uh, what I would do to be honest with you, and this is how much I love you. I would jack off right before to go. Okay. Just so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll lose the edge of being horny at least for that 40 minutes. And cause this girl was really cute. Not my type necessarily, but, uh, very, uh, very, you know, it's like, you know, she's cute. You know, what is she, you know, what is your ideal type? I don't really have one. Uh, so girls can, so girls can hear this and message you. Um, not on your website, but right. the gay man uses, but I mean, uh, I've dated girls who were short. I've dated tall girls. I've dated, uh, girls with uh, big tits. I've dated girls who, uh, weren't overly, uh, endowed in that area. Uh, um, you know, I would say the last couple of years, it's been pretty much comics cause that's all I'm around. Right. Um, you know, which, uh, has worked out to varying degrees. I feel like you're like an equal opportunity dater. I, yeah. I mean, I don't care what people do. I don't care if they have money. I don't care if they're poor. I don't care. Uh, um, you know, it's just, if two people connect, they connect. I, yeah, I've only dated poor people. Like that's surprising to me. Like my, the one I lost my virginity to rode a bike. Like I would literally have to pick him up from school uh, and load his bike in my Range Rover. But I would say like, cause of your social circle, I mean, and, and you know, uh, your friends, you would come across just nothing but rich dudes. No, the complete opposite. Cause I mean, the only guys I see are like male comics. You're the only rich male comic I know. Well, I mean, there's Russell Peters. He's out there. He, he makes me look poor, but... Uh, yeah, his house is insane. I went to like a New Year's Eve party at his house a couple of years ago. I went to his 4th of July party. And uh, first of all, he's like the nicest guy I've ever met. So nice. I mean, for someone with that kind of cash, he could probably be a dick. Uh, but he's like... He paid for this like crazy fireworks display and... and uh, you know, the food was amazing and, and just the nicest guy. But uh that's so cool. He had like John Favreau. Like I was sitting there at the party. And I was like, God, that DJ looks a lot like John Favreau. And I was I'm like, oh, that's John Favreau yeah. fucking DJing his party. He was at the party as well. And I'm like, was oh, DJing or just like as a guy? He was just hanging out. And I'm like, wow, that looks like the dude from Swingers. I was like, uh, oh, fuck. That is the dude from Swingers. That's crazy. It's like when I went to Adam Sandler's Christmas party a couple of years ago, I uh, I walk in and some guy was doing Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. I'm like, wow, that guy's really good at doing Billy Idol. And it started getting closer and closer. And it was Billy Idol. Are you serious? It was unbelievable. It was like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, it's Billy oh my Idol. God, I haven't seen him since The Wedding Singer. Oh, he, uh, you know, he's, he's still kills it. I mean, for a guy who's done what he's done, you know, he's got good. I don't think he's had any plastic surgery. And it's like, he looks a little older. Yeah. But he's fucking 60. So uh, I'm obsessed with this guitar player who uh, looks like a Jersey Shore housewife. Really? But he's an amazing guitar player. He's like, he 
play you know he's got the versace shirts but unbuttoned you know down to his chest and like he's got the jet black hair you know all poof on out and you know super tan he, like he lives the part <laughs> the great steve stevens coming on inappropriate earl in january so uh you know look forward to that but not as much as you should to listen to this interview. I was I'm, so nervous coming on here because like you only have like rock stars on here and like wrestling people. I'm like, they're going to hate me. I'm like, no, not at all. Because I think they like it when I have someone like just a funny uh, friend of mine and it's a change of pace. And uh, I've always wanted to have you on and because uh, we have so many mutual friends. Uh, and it was just an excuse to be in the room with you for an hour and 30 minutes now we're on. I mean, I thought I will talk for half hour, 40 minutes, you know, cause I mean, it was intimidating looking you up. Cause like when someone doesn't have a website, it's like, Oh fuck, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. I'd, I'd be worried. It was like, my God, you know, cause I've had, I honestly, I'm shocked that if I were you, I would not have been like, all right, Annabelle, we're going to start and like fake hit the record button. We're like, I'll just let her think we're recording it. Right. I, and then have like a backup podcast that you aired this week. I mean, there's two unaired podcasts that I have as a backup. Uh, well, that's great. But this will not be one of them. This and it, uh, this is a Friday night we're doing this on. I'm going to release it Monday. Okay, I was like, is it Friday? That's the shitty thing about being unemployed. I don't know what day it is. That's why I have to watch TV. Like, that's how I know what day it is, depending on what show comes on. But so, you know, when Vanderpump Rules is on, it's like, oh, my God, it's Monday. Yes. And exactly. I think tonight, if I'm not mistaken, they do the first 15 minutes. Yeah, they do a sneak, a sneak peek. Which uh, is uh, 15 minutes of basically the episode from next week. And then uh, let me see. If anything, you guys have to watch it for... I say DJ with like air quotations, DJ James Kennedy. It's who I saw at 7-Eleven, I think the other night, I think I told you, and I was starstruck. He's like if Satan were a porcelain doll, this is James Kennedy. And you should not be starstruck. Nothing against the cast of Vanderpump Rules. I mean, they're, uh, you know, uh, I know you're very close with some of them, uh, but, you know, they're just regular people, you know, like us. Now, let me ask you this. That's a good way to wrap it up. I've often wondered, since you know some of them. Okay. What is there? I've often, like, you know, my wrestling friend who was on Big Brother, I think he thought after the show was over that he'd be, like, not necessarily a superstar, but, like, Hollywood's going to come calling. And uh, they didn't. Um, because of most of the managers and agents he saw were like, uh, yeah, we're not really into reality stars. What is like the cast member of Van Vanderpump Rules? What do they want to get out of the show or anything? I, I don't know. I've never asked them, but they get a lot of offers. I mean, one of Kristen has like her t-shirt line, like they get money for appearances. And now with like Instagram, they get money because all these companies want to send them stuff and will pay them to promote it. And they turn a lot of it down. I'm like, I would promote anything. Oh, like, so would I. Like, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, oh, like it kills kittens. Great. I'll promote it. Like literally anything. Like I love it. anybody who wants me to promote anything. I'm like, sure. But yeah, they, I feel like that they were all, well, they're, they were all actors and models and singers and like whatever before. So I think that they just thought it'd be a good platform to get their stuff out there and be on Bravo. Cause I'm like, they're not getting that much acting work. I don't think before. Cause I didn't know them from anything. 
I mean, I know Jax has a, like, doesn't he go on a bar in Ventura or something? Oh my God, really? Yeah. I mean, Jax has his workout videos now that he does. Like, I wasn't he filming them for like YouTube or some app. He was going to have yeah. his own right. I don't think workout that. app, which I've never seen come to fruition. Um, Kristen has her t-shirt line. I think one of them has a makeup line. The, uh, the Katie, is it? Katie wants to she have has a, a beauty blog or something. Yeah, Katie has a beauty blog. Um, Stassi, I bought one of her necklaces before I met her. Like she came out with her necklace line and like, I bought, I bought a few. I was very excited. I mean, they make like real, I, I mean, I don't know how much money they make, but they're all like very generous. Like I don't have to pay for anything when I'm with them. Like they're so generous. Oh, with their that's money. cool. Would you say they're uh, told to act the way they do on camera just to spice up the show? I mean, like, because I watch that show and go, they can't really act like this in real life. No, that's because I've asked them, I'm like, because I was trying not to dork out on them when I first met, because I'm obsessed. Like, I already knew more about them than they probably know about themselves. Um, So I've tried to slowly ease myself into asking them all these fan questions. Um, But no, they said, like, it's 1000% real. And I've seen them film and, like, none of it's scripted. And they really, like, they really do act like that. It's kind of, it's, like, crazy. Because when I saw James at 7-Eleven, I think he was with a chick, some bimbo, and uh, it was like, he was kind of being dicky to her. I'm like, oh, wow, maybe he's, maybe he's really like he's that. He's the worst person on the planet. I mean, I don't have respect for any DJs. Like, the only DJ I like, like is DJ Tanner. Like, I don't have any respect for somebody who presses, like, play on their MacBook. Right. And that makes you a DJ. Like, then my mom's a DJ for her Zumba class. Like, you know, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't think it's a profession. Well, I think Pauly D's a relatively talented one. I like him way better than, I mean, James is, he literally has stickers on the outside of his laptop that he got at like a Michael's craft store that says DJ James Kennedy. Like his laptop has stickers on it and he does like his own freestyle raps, which are so ridiculously terrible that it's, I, it is the best moments of TV is whenever James is doing his original music. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that his recording sessions are on his iPhone, like sitting on a bed. He's like, I'm going to have a recording sesh. Yeah, that last episode where he had Lala, who's like the new hostess, who looks like she should be on Bad Girls Club. She looks like she should be on Oxygen, not Bravo. Yeah, I mean, no offense to funny girls. Well, no, but Funny Girls, uh, you know, I don't think there'll be not, a season not two. Fu- not not on Funny Girls show, but on like Bad oh. Girls Club show. Now, were you ever offered a... Uh, like uh, I, I could have seen you on Funny Girls, this show. Oh yeah, it. they asked me like eight different times, like different producers and r- people on Facebook, because I think that they had to meet like their ethnicity quota, and I look very like very multicultural. Like I could have right. been like Hispanic or but like light skinned black girl if they had let me spray tan as much as I wanted to. Um, but I was just like, oh no, I'm like I, I'm too. I have nothing against reality. I love watching it after the Jersey Shore thing, and I'm too embarrassed of how I am in real life that I don't want to like, I, if I wasn't so ashamed of myself, I would totally do reality. I I mean, (laughs) I turned down, uh, doing the male version of that show, which I think is coming out, uh, on what channel it might be oxygen. I think they're doing it on like two or three networks. Like it's going to be on oxygen and and it's going to be on like some black channel. And, and like, cause I think there's a black comic on it. who's pretty big. And, uh, why didn't you want to do it? Uh, you know, I'd rather have no fame than reality fame, reality TV show fame, you know? And I'm like, uh, they had seen me, but you could have your own fitness app. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's a sh- you know, I, I'm a weird with uh, fame. I'd rather not get it than get it for 10 minutes because I was on some shitty show on, you know, you know, some cable network, you know. So I, I said, they'd seen me at some comedy show. Would you be interested in the show? It's five or six male comics living in a house. And uh, we love your... Oh, you have to live with them? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, so it's like real world, but for comics? Uh, unless they change the, the format of the show, yeah. It's that they're living in a house. I think it was in the Hollywood Hills. And... Uh, well, that's how all comics live. Yeah, yeah. Except, you know, maybe me and Dalia. Yeah, and, except, uh, except it's not a house in the hills. It's a studio apartment in Burbank. Yeah. There's six of them. And you got Russell living in, in Malibu. So if it was with Dalia and Russell, I would have done the show. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, you're going to portray me as the rich kid doing comedy, right? And they just kind of slyly looked at me like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. So yeah, and they. I was, I was like, people already hate me enough. I w- at least want people to get to know me in person and then hate me. Yeah, they would have done this. You know, the uh, not. I mean, you're clearly not a bimbo, but like, they, they would have. You know, if I'm a casting director and I don't know you, like I know you, I'll be like, all right, uh, Jersey Shore, big boobs, leather boots, a rich kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, who cares if she's funny or not? Let's just make her the focus of the show. Because I mean, because I, I look like such an asshole. Like I not admit, at all. Oh no! I but like that's what I say. I'm saying. I'm like I. It would be weird if I didn't acknowledge how ridiculous I look. But I know? don't think you look ridiculous at all. Well, that's very. But like, it'd be weird if I like didn't acknowledge. Like right. If I didn't talk about it on stage. But yeah, that that was one of my like. That was my biggest fear about doing reality. I mean, you are a character. Yeah, and so I just, especially how they edit stuff. I'm like, they're gonna take the worst things I say and just. Yeah. Put that. They're going to portray you as like a whore, uh, you know, like, and that's why I think a lot of people who do those shows don't really, like, you know, I love Vanderpump Rules. We love it. But uh, if I'm a casting director and a year from now, Jax comes in for an audition, I'm like, oh, I don't want you on my show. I mean, I've gone into an audition where they looked me up before and they're like, before I even like got to do the scene, they're like, so tell us, so you were on Jersey shore. And I was like, Oh no, I might as well. Like, I just, I was like, I should just turn around right now. Like this isn't yeah. going to go well. It's a very, uh, cause I can't be like, no, I just went on cause my friend was on it. And what sucks is like, Lindsay actually did hook up with Polly D, which they do not show at all. Right. They don't show my friend hooking up with them, which was the reason we're there. But yeah, it's, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think very few reality stars have gone on to mainstream. Uh, I, I can't think of one. Except uh, NeNe Leakes from Housewives of Atlanta. Like, now she's like she's on Broadway and has, like I said, like three different roles in, like, Ryan Murphy shows. And she's just like NeNe Leakes. She's just like a sassy, big black woman. Yeah, no, she's... Which, she's, I know, which would ever, is what everyone aspires to be. Right, I, yeah, no, she's a good dude. Uh, and, uh <laughs> I mean, you know, she's got that, like, uh, I mean, she's a character, you know, she's an interesting woman, you know. But now I'm just like, uh, maybe, maybe, I mean, I, maybe I would do it now at this point. I'm just like, uh, I'm not doing anything else. Well, you know, uh, hold out because you're too good to do a reality show in my opinion. And this is Annabelle. My goal with doing the show is I want people to listen to enough say i want her to come back so this is the part of the show where you tell people where to find you instagram 
Oh, Instagram. It's Annabelle DeSisto. You better spell it for my I know. Fan base. It's oh, it's so long. Sorry, spell guys. Annabelle. The whole works. It's Annabelle A N N A B E L L E, and my last name's DeSisto D E S I S T O. And on Twitter, even though you're not, it's uh, Annabelle. It's A N N A B E L L E Lee. L-E-E-417. It used to just be like Annabelle 417, but there was like 20 spam bots of me. And Facebook, <laughs> uh, you keep it private for your friends? Oh, or? no. Go ahead and add me. I Go for it. So it's the same thing, guys. Uh, you know, before she came here, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be maybe 30 minutes tops. Not because I don't oh, love no, you. sorry. We go so over. No, I'm no, so I love sorry. it. It's we're at an hour and a half. Oh, God, are you serious? Oh, no, nobody wants to hear me for that long. They do, though, because, uh, you know, people know you know enough about the music and the pro wrestling. It's good to have just a, a, a normal comic. And, you know, listen, you're hot, babe. It gets the numbers up, you know. I mean, people love hearing hot girls just talk. They do. Just to, not to be, seeing them and just hearing them talk. That's why Playboy Radio goes so well. Yeah, I mean, uh, the picture I will use for your, uh, the picture I, you know, when I put out the episode, it's, it's you know, I, if you don't mind, I would like to put the one where you're in the Playboy costume with the baby, I think, in between. Oh my your... God, yes, please. I was going to say, please just use a skinny one of me. That's well, all I care about. Because, you know, listen, chicks equals dicks uh, in terms of listeners, you know. Uh, Please. And, uh, you know. Or chicks with dicks. Anybody who wants to listen. Well, listen, Caitlyn Jenner, get out and listen. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be my fantasy interview. Oh, my God. Uh, other than Gene Simmons. I'm uh, going to put it on a vision board for you. Oh, it's already there. Uh, it's Caitlyn Jenner, come on Inappropriate Earl. Gene Simmons. Guys, tweet at Gene Simmons. Get him on the show. Leave a review for Inappropriate Earl on iTunes. I leave them all up, good or bad. You can find us on SoundCloud. And please become a fan of Annabelle's uh, a YouTube video. She's got some YouTube stand-up videos, right, yes, Annabelle? I think so, yeah. And do you yeah. have a YouTube page or no? No, I can't figure it out. <laughs> Just look up Annabelle DeSisto. Yes. On YouTube. She's really, really funny. I think there's a clip of her at the Ventura Comedy Club. Maybe Flappers. Uh, I don't do Flappers myself, but that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. I mean, they're completely out of control there. I mean, they do reverse bringer shows where uh, each uh, audience member brings eight comics. That's uh, right now. It's out of control, Dave and Barbara. But, uh, <laughs> you know, luckily uh, I'm protected at the comedy store where you can see me. Uh, it's eight out of the seven nights a week. Uh, it's my home base. And uh, look for Annabelle all over. She's the best. This has been Inappropriate Earl. Uh, next episode is Ryan Stout coming in. I love him. The one, no, please. Ryan would love to hear love that you love him. him. Uh, Ryan Stout. Super I have the biggest crush on him. Well, best dressed comic and one of the funniest and nicest people in the comedy scene. He is the next episode. But before you listen to Ryan's, listen to Annabelle, spread the word, share it, tweet it out, all that stuff. It helps the numbers. This has been Earl Skakel and Annabelle checking out. She'll be back. 